Hey guys, thanks for joining us here on Dice Heist. Before we jump into the show, I'd like to give a little promotion for our Patreon. So first up, we have a Patreon that allows you, our fans, to support us and give us a chance to increase the amount of content and improve the content that we are giving you. So to start, we have four different tiers. The first is a $3 tier, second five, third, 10, and the final is a $25 tier. Now you can pick which one is best for you, and each one gives you more and more benefits. So at the $3 tier, you get access to our after show. At the $5 tier, you get access to our one-shot onslaughts, which are one-shot miniseries that we release every three months. We already have one up, and we should have another one at the beginning of October. Our $25 tier, you get a chance to sit down with me and create an NPC that will appear in Dice Heist. And they will play a pivotal role in the show at some point in time, I can promise you that. At the $25 tier, we have our merch. So every three months, you will get an exclusive merch item and be able to gain access to these exclusive merch items that have exclusive artwork and other things like that. So please check that out. Uh, On top of that, we also have two stretch goals currently planned. At the $200 uh, total, we would like to uh, start doing a giveaway to all $10 and up patrons every month. These giveaways could range from a lot of different things, from gift cards to even sitting in on our after show. And finally, our our $400 stretch goal, we would like to get all the equipment we need to record our episodes in video and give you guys access to that. This would be a Patreon exclusive thing and you would get an uncut video of the episodes. So if you guys can spare that little bit of extra money, we would really appreciate it and it would mean absolutely everything to us for you guys to join us there. So if you'd like to help us out, we would really appreciate it. Thank you very much and bye for now. Welcome to Dice Heist, where we roll the dice and see what we can get away with. My name is Bronson. I'm playing Adam Vaduva, our rogue wizard here. Uh, yeah, I, I think we're going to have a, a pretty neat combat here, a pretty neat encounter. So, Aaron? Hi, I'm Aaron. I'll be playing Bertram Dirgestride, our favorite bard. And uh, there's a lot happening. There's about to be a scavenger hunt of doom and more family fun. Uh, over to you, Nick. <laughs> yeah, hey guys, I'm Nick. I'm playing Dirk Vilgoth, the arcane trickster. And uh, last episode, he was being kick-ass with uh, that combat, but uh, I hear there we might have to uh, wait a bit to uh, resolve the rest of that. So uh, over to you, DM. Hi guys, uh, this is your DM, Raceland. And just to kind of catch everyone up on everything that's been going on, because We have two stories kind of mingling together here uh, on their own. Uh, I think it'd be good for us to review everything that's kind of happened over maybe even the last two to three episodes. 
So number one, we're going to start with Bertram. So Bertram, again, at the beginning of this arc, wakes up in his father's study, has heart to heart with him, and then agrees to go to a secret meeting with uh, the other members of this kind of culty organization, or at least that's Bertram's words involving it. Accurate word. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> that. Accurate words. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so he goes to the secret meeting and is led through a warehouse uh, and through some sort of teleportation magic to a strange underground cavern uh, that is highly decorative and seems to definitely have magic of chromatic dragons kind of infused into the building itself. Uh, as he meets with them, he ends up joining this organization and swearing fealty to them, not fully understanding exactly what the organization is still. Um, but he is, assumingly, based on you know what we've talked about so far, is doing so just to get more information and maybe is not as strict with himself with those uh, vows that he has put forth so far. Um, on the other side of the table, we have Dirk and Adam, who tried to get back in contact with Bertram, but because Bertram literally has been a flake for the past like month or so, <laughs> uh, they decided to just move on without him and checked out an ooze shop. I'm sorry, a pet ooze shop that Dirk discovered existed and hoped that this would give them more insight into how they were attacked by Gandon uh, because a black pudding was found in his bedroom. Uh, after this... They ended up in a sticky situation with some kobold gang members as they tried to bomb the place and chase them out and then eventually decided to try and catch back up with them at their hideout uh, with the assistance, of course, of the security guard of the place, Tebow, played again by Aaron. So we left them after taking out most of the kobolds that were involved in that fight and... Their quad motors knocked over, probably not in working condition right now, and they're pretty battered and beaten, all three of them. I, I don't know if they've got a lot of hit points left or a lot of resources left to work with here, but they also just have, I think, uh, a total of like eight people coming in on them <laughs> to face them right now. So <laughs> Sticky Dirk, situation. Dirk's, it's, doing, it's kinda, Dirk's doing fine. Dirk's perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see how long <laughs> that lasts, though, uh, as his support may drop slowly. No one's a no one's attached to Tebow, right? I mean, I personally <laughs> am, but <laughs> uh, I, I hope none of the fans find Tebow to be the best character ever because uh, Aaron plans on suiciding him. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> Tebow has a family in junk, maybe. Definitely, definitely uh, has like thirty six cobalt children. <laughs> he, he did have the world's greatest cobalt dad. Yep, or mug got his own brood of cobalts. Um, so no, I don't definitely we'll definitely. See him. Uh, so yeah, they, uh, we left you guys there as you find out that Naya is in charge of this little gang that were sold the other oops and are currently here looking for the other one that miss went missing an Ooblex, which you know to be notoriously mind fucky, which is kind of entertaining that Bertram isn't here cause he's kind of mind fucky too. So, uh, <laughs> we're going to jump right back into what we was going on with Bertram. And we're going to leave you guys hanging for just a little bit longer on what was going on with the rest of them. So, back in the chambers here, uh, just to kind of set the scene again, around you, 
there is a circular room that's large and domed. Uh, in alcoves all around the room, there are a total of 13 uh, draconic humanoid statues, similar to Dragonborn, but with wings and not quite the same. Uh, and then in between each of these statues, there is a hallway, assumedly leading to one of the same sort of like situations where you teleported in through, where there's a chair at the end of the hall and there's brazers all along the hall of the six different draconic colors, um, white, blue, red, green, black, and purple. Uh, so you guys, uh, you're sitting there after just being knighted, and you sit next to your father at the table, uh, probably uncomfortable a little bit, but they begin to proceed with the meeting. And most of the meeting seems kind of trivial to you. Uh, probably just because it's a lot of bureaucracy, it feels like. Uh, Lord Agreer, the uh, leader who is dressed in red plate mail armor, uh, very decorative with a red greatsword as well. He sits at the head of the table and pulls out a very large tome, uh, but he seems to pull this almost out of a pocket of some sort. You assume it to be an extra-dimensional space. He sets it on the table and slowly begins to scrawl information down as it is given by different members sitting at the table and those standing behind. You notice that there are several members that do stand behind others, similar to Brazoff and also uh, Lady Koresha, the second-in-command to um, Lord Agreer. You assume that these are bodyguards of important members, things like that, based on just intuition here. But a lot of the interaction seems trivial and is basically just them describing different important members of society and their current affairs. Um, however, the interest of the entire table is peaked quickly when one individual mentions the Lava Flats. Now, the Lava Flats is an area to the northwest of Agelthia, and this is an area that is completely barren, and a lot of volcanic act activity has uh, happened in this area in the past hundreds of years. And at one point, many terrible creatures lived and came from that area attacking the city, which is why the walls are so high. They mentioned that they had an excursion out into this area, and you can just feel the entire room pull attention towards this person. And she says, my team and I went out onto the lava flats. We found a small cavern near one of the recently erupted volcanoes, and Inside, we found an orb, and when you hear the word orb, the entire room just feels completely silent, and you feel as if... You can hear the capital O. <laughs> yeah, pretty... Yeah, it, it's just like, <laughs> there's an inhale from everyone, and it just... They're all just waiting, holding their breath for the next thing to happen. Our team was able to retrieve it, and... Unfortunately, three perished in this endeavor. And she kind of looks over, and you see two two chairs uh, are empty next to her. Um, but we did retrieve it, and she pulls out a small chest, maybe a foot in length and six feet in the other two dimensions, or six inches in the other two dimensions, and sets it on the table. Um, at this, everyone... 
um, seems even more on edge at, at this. And Agreer even stand, stands up at this moment. Is it... Is that a lined box? No, we don't. We don't. We didn't have one. Get away from it now. And he starts saying everyone needs to back away from this object. Um, you are on the opposite end of the table, but uh, things start to move kind of quickly. Agreer himself rushes forward uh, around the table to where this box is, and everyone near the box itself takes about uh, six feet uh, space away from it, you know, giving it social distancing from the box itself. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, avoiding it like the plague. And they, Agreer moves forward uh, with Koresha behind him and grabs the box itself. And when he does, Koresha rushes forward towards him and says, Sir, don't. And she bumps his arm. The box falls off the table. And you hear it crash to the floor and hear a thick clunk as if someone had dropped a bowling ball after the box, assumingly, broke open. And the room begins to get dark as this happens. <laughs> and... As the room begins to grow darker, everyone is just kind of like waiting to see what happens. Agreer and Koresha kind of glance at each other as they look down at this this small orb. And everyone at this point, I'm guessing you as well, have kind of moved around the table towards it. What are you doing in this moment? Are you just kind of waiting to see or? Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to move towards the thing that uh, everyone just a half second ago was trying to get away from. Um, yeah. Can I tell what uh, Father Dearest is doing? Uh, he looks shocked. Um, go ahead and make an insight check. Maybe you can see a little bit more other than just this initial reaction. Nine. Nine. Okay. So with a nine, um, yeah, pretty much all you're able to discern from this is he looks shocked by this. Um, but Greer moves forward and... He, he takes a deep breath and holds a hand out back towards Koresh after whispering some words to her and reaches down and grasps the orb. And he picks it up and he's able to palm it. It's maybe three, four inches in diameter. And it's made of pure black, just jet black. There's no reflection off the surface at all. Uh, if it were not being moved around in his hand, you would assume it is just a flat circle. You cannot tell any distinguishing marking on it, uh, like reflection from it to discern that it is a three-dimensional object. It just looks like a two-dimensional black spot in the world. But as he turns it in his hand, you can tell based on that that it does have this three-dimensional form to it. Bertram, Brazoff, and Manfred. Uh, in this encounter, Brazoff is going to be played by Nick and Manfred is going to be played by Bronson. Uh, Y'all three are gonna roll for initiative <laughs> to see how you react in this situation. I should have done things. 
I, I gave you an opportunity I, I too. I, I was like, and I was like, I, yeah, it, I couldn't tell if, if things would be immediately worse or better. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt uh, like Bertram felt the same thing. So and, I, yeah, he's Bertram's indecision rears its ugly. Uh, I got a third. That's not always bad though. Br- no. like to just, just kind of see what happens. I mean, we really didn't. It's an option. All right. So Nick, uh, would, would you say Brazov? Brazov also got 13, 13, almost a 20. Okay. Uh, who's got the higher decks? Plus three. Uh, Brazov has a 20 dexterity, so plus five. Okay. So, so Brazov is going to go before you. Uh, okay. So then we got a 17 for uh, Manfred, right? Yes. Man. Okay. And then for Brazov, we had a 13. And for Bertram, we have a 13 as well. Yep. A two. And can someone roll me a d20, please? Just give me what the flat roll is there. D20 is a nat 20. Okay. Oh, all right. Fuck perfect. you, Bronson. <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. So Bertram just got crit on by the board <laughs> and is instantly taken over. So, uh, Aaron, if you could just step outside of your own apartment while we run <laughs> through this, <laughs> this adventure like this without you. I... Yeah, I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a text, you know. Go sleep, nap, or something. <laughs> Um, so that d20 roll actually was for the randos in the room. Yeah. So pretty much everyone who is not going to be involved in the combat and will probably flee if things get bad. They got a natural 20, though. So that means that any people that you might not want to be in danger probably will not be in danger. Sweet. So Good. Uh, so basically, as this unfolds, I described that Agreer reaches down and grabs this black orb, lifting it up and the room begins to get darker as he does so. And you can see that Agreer stops his motion entirely, and his hand begins to shake with it in it, and his eyes close as he, like, is concentrating, and they snap open and are black. What a dick. And his skin slowly turns red and scaly. And he begins to transform slightly into a draconic-like creature, similar to the statues around the room. Um, And as this transformation happens, most people are just in shock in this situation, uh, including your three characters, as this is just a bizarre situation to be in. But Koresha, the second-in-command, grabs his shoulder and tries to shake his arm free of this orb. And you see that her skin begins to turn black. Similar to his. Everyone is dumb. Why is everyone dumb? I joined a cult of idiots. And as this starts to happen, everyone moves back quickly. And we jump into combat. And first up is everyone else in the room other than the important characters. We'll call them rando NPCs. Uh... (laughs) Mm-hmm. They all immediately begin running towards the exits and are just trying to get out of the way at this point. Um, most of them seem to be civilian level people that work as servants of higher level officials in the city, people that just, you know, mill about and are not normally noticed. Uh, a few kind of hesitantly do so, but for the most part, everyone is fleeing. And then from there, you hear 
almost a simultaneously simultaneous crack around the room as the 13 statues arrayed around begin to break free from their alcoves and oh, begin moving shit. out inward towards the room as the last of the other people in this room make their exit and they step forth from those alcoves and stand before you kind of encircling you all at the center of this room with Agrir and Koresha transforming into these monstrous creatures uh, our next up is Manfred right uh, so you see this happen around you so there, there's like 17 bogeys now in the room uh, currently there are a total of 15 bogeys in the room yeah, yeah. Okay. Thir 13, 13 uh, stone statues of these draconic knights and two now actually draconic knights in black and red plate with skin color to match <laughs> alrighty right Super, super duper. Get him, Dad. <laughs> Go. Come on, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Come on, Daddy. So, <laughs> Manfred is going to attack whatever target is closest to Bertram. Really? Okay. Um, so, probably the closest one to Bertram is probably one of the statues. Got it. Um, he's going to shoot it with his pistol. Okay. And he's probably going to use his psychic blades as well, but we'll see. I can hit first. Okay. He would be a whisper bard. Uh, 15 to hit. Does not hit. Oof. It smacks Dead into sucks. their stone exterior and kind of ricochets off. Maybe Manfred is like shaking his. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he definitely struck them, but it, it like kind of like clangs to the ground, see, seeming to only dent the stone statues. Well, shit. Uh, uh, if I use a sorcery point mm -hmm. for meta magic, the quicken spell. Okay. Two sorcery points uh, to turn witch bolt into a bonus action. Okay. So you're going to witch bolt this thing? Yeah, he's going to try to witch bolt it. Okay. Uh, is that an attack roll or a saving throw? It's an attack roll. Okay. And that's 11. Okay. That uh, so the witch bolt zaps at this creature and it seems completely unaffected as if um, it just completely is missing this uh, stone creature before you. Uh, so Manfred, desperately trying to do anything to protect his son, is done with his turn now. Mm -hmm. And next up is Brazoff, his uh, driver, who stands behind him. Okay. Uh, so with Brazov, um, he has 40, 40 feet of movement. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I wanted to use the, uh, breath of the dragon since he is, uh, a white blood of the dragon individual mm -hmm. with a 25 foot cone. Nice. Uh, I was, I was wanting to move in such a way that, uh, Brazov is kind of in between, uh, Bertram and Manfred and the others and try to get as many in that cone as possible. Okay, uh, so your best bet would probably be to aim for the two big boys, uh, Agrir and Koresha, as there is two other stone uh, stone statues that stand behind them that you could okay. also attack in this 
uh, blast. Okay, we'll go for that. So uh, Brazov uh, will kind of speak to the others. Not to worry, sir. We'll handle this. And he just kind of jumps in front of or in between him and the other uh, the, the enemies and just releases this icy cold breath, this huge icy cold breath into the room at those four uh, enemies. And it is a DC 12 constitution saving throw. Oh, uh, like yeah. That. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's, <clears throat> it's a kind of low DC, but so just... hang on though. Okay. Uh, failure. What? And not the kind of oh I thought you owed. Failure. Yeah. They both failed their oh, saves. Yeah. That was a four and a three from the two big boys. Nice. Uh, that's a two. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a six plus I think only five for them. Yep, so it's only plus five. So yeah, <laughs> that yeah, that was a, a ten, an eleven, a seven, and an eleven. So they all fail their save. Sweet. So uh their movement speed is reduced to half until the start of uh Brazov's next turn and Sweet. they take three D three D eight cold damage. Nice. Okay. So go ahead and roll that damage. Remind yep, me to give so. you a raise. So that's uh, 16 cold damage to nice. the that's, four of them. That's pretty good damage there. Okay, yeah, the two stone statues seem to be crumbling at this as if the ice kind of like fissures through their stone structure. Uh, the other two seem almost unfazed by it, uh, but they definitely seem like they're crusted over with this ice and it's it's slowing them down as they have to break free from it. Okay, and then as uh, Brazov's uh, bonus action... He's going to roll up his sleeves, and on his right arm, uh, it now reveals kind of like a draconic-looking scaly uh, tattoo, mm -hmm. uh, and it's uh, all black. And it, it just—he just flings out his arm, and from his tattoo, it just magically extends out into this almost like scaly uh, pseudopod whip okay. yeah whip sort of thing with a with a uh dart like uh stinger at the end and uh and now he's swinging it around uh as one would do with a rope dart okay. uh, sort of weapon does does that uh, swing come with an attack or is that just you activating this item uh i believe that is just activating it okay so are you yes. going to move then on your turn uh, so Brazov is going to kind of stay between the enemies and, uh, Manfred and Bertram. Okay. He's going to kind of stand his ground and be ready for a defensive, uh, attack. But, uh, he now has reach of 15 feet with his, uh, attacks. Cool. Uh, yeah, that'll be definitely effective. Uh, so next up after Brazov, we have Bertram. So Bertram, you are still sitting at the table as your father stands up, spins around, fires aimlessly, and zaps aimlessly at these stone creatures, just seeming very nervous uh, based on his failed uh, attacks. But Brazov busts his ass into action and just breathes this cone of cold towards these creatures, um, giving you kind of maybe some uh, inspiration to move forward. So... Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to get out of my chair. 
okay. So so we see the uh, the laborious animation of Bertram getting out of a chair like in Skyrim, where it just you know <laughs> takes you six seconds to start. <laughs> So we'll be back to Bertram in a round. <laughs> leap out of my chair. Um, I didn't have to touch the thing. Are you just going to shout across the table, eat a bag of dicks? I might. <laughs> that might be the command word to stop us. <laughs> special word. Uh, I'm going to... Can I draw my rapier and pistol both? Yeah, you can do that as a single free action. Dope. I'm going to do that. Okay. I don't really want to get close to anything. Uh, Bertram's going to leap onto the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from the round table, how far is a Greer from me? Uh, we'll say, like, as soon as you jump up on the table, the table's maybe 20 feet wide, so you're, like, 20 to 15 feet away from him. Okay. Uh, let's just give it a go. Okay. I'm going to just flourish my pistol in one hand and then the rapier after, and I feel that we should be better acquainted, and I'm going to cast Fast Friends on a Greer. Okay. Just to see. Uh, wisdom save, 16. Okay, so wisdom save of 16. That is a 16 on the die. Or on the dot. 14 uh, plus 2. Damn. <laughs> well, uh, there goes that. Uh, he just kind of snarls at you as his face finishes transforming into a snout of a of a draconic creature. Cult of idiots. And I'm going to... Uh, I don't think I can do... Nope. 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 Uh, that's it. It's my turn. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Uh, so after Bertram, there is a Greer. And a Greer <laughs> uh, sees you on the table. And sees you guys across from him. And he's going to hop up on the table as well. As you guys really haven't moved either. And he is going to rush. Uh, he's going to move forward a couple spaces. And uh, that would make Bertram you 10 feet away from him. The other two 15 feet away from him. As he releases this big exhale of flame from his maw. Uh, directly at you guys. Uh, so it exhales fire in a 15-foot cone. Each creature in this area must make a DC 16 dexterity saving throw, taking a lot of damage <laughs> on a failed save or half as much damage on a success. So I'm going to roll that damage while you guys roll. So it's DC what? Uh, 16, uh, 15, 16. Uh, 16, 16 dex save. Good, because uh, Brazov got 17. Cool. So Brazov is only taking half of this damage. Bertram also got 17. Perfect. So Bertram's good. Manfred gets 21. <laughs> nice. 21. Okay. So everyone's saved. Nice. So everyone's going to be resistant to this damage. Oh, that's, uh, that's a six. And a couple fives. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Uh -oh. That comes to 27 points halved to 13. It's a decent roll. Uh, so that's what you guys take right then and there. Um, and that is it for his turn. Uh, then it is followed up by uh, Koresha, who seems to be laboriously changing slower than uh, making her a lot slower than everyone else. But she finally catches herself and similar to her companion, 
hops up on the table, pointing directly at you, and breathes this noxious black ichor-like ooze that just splatters across the table and towards you guys as this acidic, sticky uh, liquid sticks to you. Can I have you guys roll again another, this time a DC 13 dexterity saving throw? Sure. And can you give me the damage one more time for the last one? Yes, 13 fire damage. Okay. Uh, uh, that's 24 for Brazoff. So Brazoff did good this time. 19. Uh, 19, also good. Was that 13? Yeah, because everyone saved, right? What's that? Everyone saved on that last one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, 13 for everyone. Yep. Uh, and then, I'm sorry, I didn't catch Brazoff's... Oh, Brazoff's roll, we needed... Uh, never mind, sorry. Manfred. Ooh. Uh, that's 12 for Dex, right? Yes, 12. Yeah, so... 12. Uh, Manfred is the only one who fails the saving throw. However, this is only going to be a total of 17 for those that failed and is a 8 for those that succeeded on the saving throw. Manfred is going to use one of his traits. Okay. Uh, Gift of the Chromatic Dragon. So when you take acid, cold, fire, lightning, or poison damage, you can use a reaction to give yourself resistance to that instance of damage. Okay. I can use that four times per long. Nice. Uh, so you can use that this one time, and you are now able to uh, resist. So that brings us to eight. Cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, so so far, you guys are resisting their big stuff popping off right away. So from there, uh, we are back up at the top, and these stone structures are also kind of moving in towards you. Um, as they do so, uh, you notice that... Um, <laughs> uh, actually, can I have one of you guys roll me a d8? And this is the number of uh, these stone statues that run after other creatures. So we one. got a one. Okay. So only one of these 13 statues is rushing off down one of the hallways, and you guys are now facing down 12 <laughs> of them alone. Um, <laughs> All right. Good job, me. <laughs> uh, I mean, if we had left a Bronson, it might have been the same roll. Who knows? You have notorious bad luck rolling on this. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so one of them runs off and the other 12 converge upon you. However, uh, based on the current location, we're going to say that four of them can get to you right now. Um, and we're going to have uh, two on Brazoff and two on Manfred as uh, Bertram is standing up on the table, just kind of separated from them. However, he's also the closest to the other two okay. big bad guys. Uh, so the first two attacks on... Brazoff. We're going to go with him first. You have... <clears throat> AC 19. Uh, 19. Okay, so that's actually an 18 and a 19. Uh, so one of them will hit you. Dealing. 9 plus 4. 13 points of damage to Brazoff. Oof. Okay. Um, and then after that, another 2 on Manfred coming to a 15 and a 17 as well. Uh, so one of those would miss. I have an armor class of 60. Okay, cool. Uh, so again, that is this time only nine points of damage. Okay, uh, so then after that, uh, these four striking and the others have moved in a lot closer. The two furthest away from you actually move much slower thanks to the uh, attack of ice by... Uh, Brazoff, so uh, they'll take even longer to get to you, but um, right now you are considering whether or not you would be overwhelmed quickly or not. 
So, Manfred, it is your turn. What are you going to do? Manfred wants to try to line up as many of these stone creatures into a line <laughs> as possible. Um, as old school gamers will call this lightning bolt formation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna fire off a lightning bolt. Well, well, let me ask you how many how many do you think I could reasonably get into? A... Okay, so here's the question: Are you going to focus on trying to get the big bad guys? No. Okay, so if you're not focusing on them at all, I'm going to say that right off the bat, you can get at least the two on you, mm-hmm. plus two more. I will let you roll another d4. Minus one. So you have a potential of... Okay, so you got one more. So five of them you can get in there. Is that a two? Or that's a three. three. Okay, so you get six of them in a line. You get literally half of them lined up as they're kind of curving around the table towards you. Are are any of those the ones that were already hit with the cold? Uh, No, the other two are kind of too slow. So they're a little bit behind. But a lightning bolt can be quite devastating. If Mm -hmm. So this is a dexterity saving throw, DC... Uh, Probably a decent one for Razov. Ooh, uh, not Dex good. 17. Dex of 17. Okay, and they have plus zero. So there's a good chance <laughs> good. that this... Just go ahead and roll that damage while I roll their saves. I think I get extra stuff because of his uh, dragon heritage. I think you might get proficiency added. Okay. So one of them saved. We're going to say it's the furthest one away. It's the, uh, sorry, it's Elemental Affinity. Okay, what does that do? Uh, when you cast a spell that deals damage of the type associated with your Draconic Ancestry, you can add plus five to the, to one damage roll of that spell. At the same time, you can spend one sorcery point to gain resistance to that damage type. So uh, don't have to spend a sorcery point right now. I'm just going to add five to the damage. Okay, cool. So go ahead and roll that. Yeah, so roll 8d6 and then... Add 5. Add 5, yep. I think that's it, yeah. Yep. Uh, so only one of them saved with a natural 20. So they're right. still going to take half damage, though. Cool. Okay. All right. All right. Ooh, that's pretty good. All right, a couple sixes, a couple fives. So that's right. 12, 22, 27, 31, 33. Three plus five is 38 points of damage. Okay, so as this 38 points of damage uh, just shoots through these creatures, uh, you see before you the two directly in front of you literally just shatter, exploding into nearly dust. Uh, And there's just literally rubble. And as it ricochets back, um, the next one behind them just breaks apart into large chunks. The one behind him breaks again into like three or four chunks. The next breaks into just two, breaks in half. And the last one, you see it strikes and it knocks off one of its arms, but it keeps moving. All right. All right. Uh, So you have effectively taken out literally five of these creatures in this one uh, devastating blast. Isn't this some good quality music? This is Nature Claimed Ruins, Hallowed Grounds by Mark Colette from BattleBards.com. That's where we get all our background music and sound effects for the show. 
What is BattleBards? BattleBards is the most premium audio library ever created for the tabletop gaming experience, along with tools built specifically to use the audio seamlessly in-game. Tailor-made background music inspired by fantasy races and locations, voiceover scripts written to bring life to everyday NPC interactions, and a colossal array of bone-crushing, spell-blasting sound effects. This is BattleBards. If you're looking to get the best value out of BattleBards.com, I would recommend giving BattleBards Prime subscription a try. With this monthly subscription, you can enjoy streaming access to all BattleBards content, access to all BattleBards tools, including their soundboard and mixer, the ability to upload and mix your own private audio library, and 20% off all purchases of sounds you wish to permanently add to your collection. I think this is enough for me. Go check it out for yourself and see what they have to offer. Now, let's get back to Dice Heist. Is that all for your turn, uh, Manfred? I don't have any spells, I think, that use bonus actions. Oh, I guess I would try to move away from, like, melee range. Of yeah, I mean, you cleared most of them, so... Yeah, you could back away, because there's almost half of the entire room is now just open, because you just destroyed five of these creatures. Cool. So you can kind of move to a little bit of a more remote corner, maybe being about 40 feet away from the nearest combat. So you're cool. actually, you're pretty that much 40 works. feet away from uh, a lot of different things in, in this area. That so. works. That works. Cool. Um, okay, cool. Uh, so that's it for that turn. Next up is Brazov. And see if you can beat yeah. that last uh, turn. That was pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, so Brazov, uh, realizing uh, the, er the error of staying bunched up with them, huh. is going to mo move away from them now uh, so they're not all clustered. Okay, so and before you move, I would like to remind you that yeah. you have two stone golems on you. Oh, they're on They're on him. Yeah, okay. they were attacking right, in melee range. Okay, uh, then in that case, he's going to fuck them up. Okay, cool. Um, he's going to use uh, his... Uh, tattoo, which also gives his um, unarmed or melee weapon attacks an extra 1d6 force damage on a hit. Perfect. So, and he has extra attack, so he's going to do two strikes. <laughs> uh, so, let's see. First one is uh, 26 to hit. Definitely. Okay. Um, that's going to be... Uh, 13 damage. Nice. Okay. That one on him. Okay, cool. And then you had another attack, you said? Uh, yeah. Okay. So he's going to attack the same one. Uh, same, same attack roll. Okay. That's mm. only eight damage, though. Okay. Uh, uh okay. So that brings it up to a total of 21 points of damage from you this round. Uh, yeah, so far he still has a bonus action. Is he that does. is that one still up? He is. He is. He's not looking good. Um, there's definitely like you knocked off his head, but he's still he's still moving around. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Um, 
All right. Yeah, this is not the 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 turn that he was wanting to do, but uh, okay. Uh, bonus action flurry of blows. Okay, cool. On this one, that's an extra two attacks, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah, two two yeah. bonus action attack. Uh, that's twenty to hit. Twenty to hit. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And that is uh, uh, twelve damage. Okay, so with twelve damage, you do successfully uh, strike through this one. And we're going to keep cleave rules going here, just because it's more fun, in my opinion. And he uh, swings through and smacks the other one in the side, doing three damage to it. Dope. And your second attack? So, yeah, Brazov was just punch, punch, kick, just blasted through him. Uh, And then uh, the last one he's going to send at the other one. uh, so that's a 19 on the die. Okay. Plus nine, so that's a lot. Yep. Uh, and then uh, that's nine damage. And that with uh, that being a flurry of blows uh, strike, he's going to use his open hand technique. To stun him? To, uh, uh, no, that's... Uh, okay. Stun is uh, actually... That's strike. You know, strike. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make it so... Uh, he needs to spend a key point if he's doing stunning strike. No, it's not stunning strike. Oh. Open hand technique. It's it's a oh, it's a yeah, separate yeah. thing with yeah, Flurry yeah. of Blows. It's just like an automatic um, thing. Yeah, so I'm going to um, attempt to push him up to fifteen feet. So nice. he needs to uh, DC fifteen uh, dex dex save. So I just rolled it while I was waiting for you to say what it was, and it's okay, a natural yeah. twenty. Ironically, it was oh. sitting on a natural twenty before I rolled it, and it still just rolled okay. back to a natural twenty. All, All right. right. Well, uh, uh, yeah, I guess that's uh, Brazov because that was his attack and uh, bonus action, and uh, he's he's not gonna move because he doesn't want that opportunity attack on him. Uh, and then next up is Bertram. <clears throat> um. Bertram is going to, so it's a Greer and what's her name Mm -hmm. with me on the table. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there anyone else I can manage to get in a 15 foot cone if I move around? Ooh, uh, yeah. So actually depending on, I mean, this is a big table. I would say it's, it's like a circular table Mm -hmm. that's 20 feet diameter. Uh, So you could actually easily move around because they just kind of stayed on their edge. Um, I would say if you're willing to be within 10 feet of them, yep. you can get most of the other ones behind them. And you, how long of a cone is it? Is it 20? Fif- I'll double check. Okay, was... it might be 15 for you. Yeah, I'm I'm a neophyte. You, you are uh, for the for these, yeah. I only did it once by accident to kill a lady. <laughs> uh, All right, so yeah, we'll, 25 foot cone. Sorry. 25. Okay, with 25 Damn. foot cone. We're going to do the same thing we did with Bronson. So go ahead and roll a D4 minus one and add that to uh, you're going to get two of the extra statue creatures uh, three. plus three. So you hit all of the other statue creatures over there, nice. um, including the one that uh, is currently on Brazov. So um, uh, Bertram's going to maneuver over to line up as many as he can. Um, he'll take a deep uh, breath in his brown eyes there will be f- glowing flecks of green appear as he just exhales out the poisonous green gas that just 
feels that 25 foot cone rolling along the floor and then up uh, and around uh, all the figures, almost like a, a gaseous green fire. And uh, I need all of them to make a DC 16 charisma save. Oh, me charisma? Yes, sorry. Oh. Constitution. Oh, oh, I was going to say. That's on my charisma. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Uh, so for the three guy, uh, so here, got a natural 20, 19, one failure. Uh, okay, so three of the grunts fail, mm-hmm. um, and the two big guys with a constitution saving throw, I'll have to double check them real quick. Uh, I, like I don't role. think that's going <laughs> to succeed for him. Uh, no, that's only 11, and the other one, damn. Okay, that's a nine. That might succeed. He's got high. Con. Uh, plus it's plus seven. six, so five. Or 15, would that? 16. 16. Okay, so uh, two of the the two big guys fail. Um, And go ahead and roll that damage. I did. It's bad. It's seven. Seven. So you did seven (laughs) points of damage. I did seven poison damage, and they are all poisoned for an hour. Okay. Uh, So with seven poison damage, uh, poisoned, those that failed are poisoned for an hour. Yes. Is the intent of that, but they failed too. Okay. Yeah, sorry. It is only those that fail to save are also poisoned. You know what? Everyone. Both of them are going to use their indomitable ability to re-roll, to re-roll those saving throws because that's a big deal. So uh, the Koresha, the black dragon creature, is going to succeed with mm-hmm. her roll, uh, and that's a natural 20 for the other one. So they both succeed, so. Um, only taking three points of damage then from that and are yep. not poisoned. Yep. However, uh, most of the stone creatures are now poisoned because of that. Uh, so that's 19. Okay... Uh, Bertram will just crack his deck. I could get used to this. Uh, so the one that had been hit by the cold is dead. And the three others, seven. Okay. Uh, so yeah, this this poison kind of seems to be eking over them and it's just kind of like slowing their movement as well. Um, but as you hit these two um, bigger draconic creatures, you hear this low bass, like draconic and demonic even just cackling laughter just deep and it looks directed directly at you as they look at you beauty dragon um and they they seem to have targeted you now uh so bertram if that's it for your turn um shit's gonna get I'll, bad. I'll move if i can okay um preferably so that i'm not grouped with anybody yep okay um, so actually, pretty much all of them have moved away from like the opposite side of the table now. Mm-hmm. You could probably move to the opposite end of the room. You'll still be sure. fairly close to these two chuckleheads, but yeah. the rest of the stone creatures are not going to. Yeah, Bertram uh, is definitely going to do that and without just subconsciously kind of flourish his way off of the table on the ground. Yeah, you, you definitely... Fake sword fighting days. <laughs> yeah, you definitely like flip over, handstand on the table, and backflip off of the table, landing in a run... Uh, over to the far corner. Uh, you are currently standing uh, towards a hallway. Okay. Um, you're not familiar. Uh, actually, you've kind of lost track of which one you came down, but there's a possibility that this is a route of escape for you. Um, likewise, I didn't mention this for Manfred, but he is also standing near one of these, just strategically okay. based on the fact that, you know, you might have to get out in a hurry. Sure. Um, okay, so next up, it is Agreer's turn. And Agreer is going to see if he got his breath weapon back. And rolls a one on that recharge, so that's a failure. Uh, however, he uh, 
still with flame licking out of his maw, he jumps down and pulls the greatsword from the chair as he walks by. And as he does so, you see that it, it, you hear the shing as it alights with flame itself. And he rushes forward towards you and takes a swipe down at you. Uh, Bertram, what is your AC? Uh, does he have to drop the orb to wield his greatsword? Uh, you notice that he puts the orb in that small pocket. What a Seemingly dick. a pocket dimension. As he does so. What a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit, yep. Uh, so here come uh, two greatsword attacks swinging down at you. Uh, and that is a decent hit uh, with a 17 and an 18. Both hit. Both hit with it. Okay. All right. So this is going to hurt you Yep. more than it will hurt me. <laughs> not enough ones. There's not. There's a really, that's a lot of <clears throat> good rolls for that. that that's pile of D6s. Okay. Uh, so from that, uh, Bertram, you are going to take 25 <laughs> points of damage between those two attacks Owie. as this flame tongue greatsword uh, slashes through you twice. Um, and he seems to be pressing the attack. Um, but as this happens, uh, you notice that Karasha did originally have her focus on you as well, but seeing this interaction here, mm-hmm. her focus turns and looks towards uh, what she assumes to be the other, the, the weak link near her, and that is Razoff. Uh, as he is the closest one to her, and she takes two steps and leaps up into the air. This large, most likely half-orc woman uh, who is now transformed into a draconic, black draconic creature and just comes down at you with this axe. Uh, What is your armor class, Brazov? Uh, 19. 19. Okay, so Brazov has a decent armor class here. And this great sword swings down. Oh my god. Uh, so that's only a 10 and a 9 to hit you. I rolled a 2 and a 3 on the die. Um, and this great axe swings down, and it misses you as you uh, kind of do a quick roll around the stone creature that you're currently fighting. Uh, and as she swings again, she actually swings into the head of this creature, but it seems to not phase it at all as she pulls her axe out. Hmm. All right. So next up after her... We have, back up at the top, the stone creatures. And actually, just to kind of recap everyone here, there are seven of them that have been destroyed already uh, from this combat. Um, And every single one of the others are currently quite damaged. Is that six or seven left? What's that? Is that six or seven of these things left? Uh, There are currently five of them left. Oh, five. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, One of them is still currently on Brazov, and... Uh, most of them are actually towards um, Brazov and Manfred. So uh, three of them are going to rush towards Manfred and kind of right. try and get towards him. Um, however, their movement can't quite get there. So they're going to actually dash and kind of force you to be in this kind of triangular situation. One of sure. them swings behind you to block off your exit and the other two stand in front of you, but they do, are not able to attack this round. Uh, the other two are able to get to uh, Brazov and are able to attack this round. So those two uh, are going to attack and I'm betting that's actually going to miss because they don't have that great of a plus to hit. Maybe one of them will hit. Uh, they do get a plus six, so a 19 for one of them should hit you, correct? 
Yep. Okay, so a 19 hits. 19 hits. And the great sword swings down at Manfred, and he is going to take 10 points of damage from that hit. Uh, there is also the... I'm sorry, I forgot about the one that is currently still on you that you've been beating on, and that's a 22, so that will definitely hit you. Big oof. Ooh, max damage at 16 points on Brazov. Ouch. Yes. Uh, so yeah, this, the tides seem to not be swaying in the side of the heroes right now. Uh, but Bra- Brazov is not looking good. Yeah, yeah, he's looking kind of haggard, I'm guessing. Join the club. <laughs> yeah. Next uh, up is Manfred. I'm the president. <laughs> Next up is Manfred. Manfred, what do you got for us? So I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. uh, he's got an item called okay. an astral shard. Yes. So the it's a, it's a crystal, it's a, a solidified shard of the astral plane, mm-hmm. swirling with like silver mist. As an action, you can attach the shard to a tiny object, such as a weapon or a piece of jewelry, or mm-hmm. detach it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it falls off if your attunement ends. Uh, you can use the shard as a spellcasting focus for your sorcerer's spells while you hold or wear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you use a metamagic option on a spell while you are holding or wearing the shard, immediately after casting the spell, you can teleport to an unoccupied space you can see within 30 feet. That is correct. So, yeah, we can say that that's attached to the pistol. That's fine with me. Fucking I was dope. just thinking it was a pendant around his neck, but yeah. All right, all right. So with that, then, he is going to cast a spell and metamagic it. Okay. What metamagic is he going to use? That is a good question. Cool. Um, so for, like, a twin spell, I could theoretically twin a concentration spell even if I wanted to? Yeah. Yeah, there shouldn't be any problem as long as there's only a single target for that uh, uh, for the spell. That's the only stipulation with... You can't maintain concentration on two spells. But it's not two spells. It's just a single spell adding an extra target with twin. Yeah, yeah. you can spend yeah. sorcery points uh, equal to a spell's level uh, to target a set of creatures. So he is going to I think just cast a first level... Witch Bolt okay. at the two uh, stone okay. dragonoids cool. in front of him. Nice. So that'd be one sorcery point, right? Just because it's the first level. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. All right. Yeah, he's going to do that. Let's see what he gets to hit. Okay. Ooh, my. One of them might hit. The other might not. So bad news. So the one would the be the news is bad. <laughs> one would be fourteen, which I think I think actually misses, and yeah. the other one would be twenty-one. Yeah, definitely hits on the twenty-one. The fourteen definitely misses. Though. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So that is a d12 points of lightning damage. Yep. Are you casting it at first level? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. That's eight points of lightning damage, and then uh, I can use my action, of course, to deal an, another d12 lightning damage uh, on my next turn and. Each okay. Of the, each of the turns for the duration, up to, uh, a, up to a minute. So actually, um, don't you get that extra plus five to it as well? Oh yeah, because it's lightning. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's actually thirteen points of damage. Thirteen points of damage. Yeah. Uh, okay. And yep. at the same time, he's going to using the astral shard teleport thirty feet away from these uh, assholes in front of him. <laughs> uh, so as you teleport away, uh, where are you teleporting to? Closer to Bertram. 
Okay, so you teleport closer to Bertram. You can actually teleport to where you're directly behind Agreer, giving him advantage on the attack rolls against him. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that probably, yeah. And as you rematerialize behind Agreer, you glance over and the two that you had focused on this energy mm-hmm. are just completely shattered now. <laughs> uh, so you, you did successfully take them out, but the third looks very, just kind of like, uh, just kind of downtrodden because he's been trying really hard to get around here. He was the one that got hit by the, the the frost and he's just been trying to do his best and just fucking teleported away from him. Fucking dope. Uh, so Fuck yeah, you, you succeeded at that. Um, I think that's it for me. I don't have any bonus actions to do, so. Sweet. Okay. If you see Bertram, he he has two large, somewhat cauterized slashes at tons Damn. of burns yeah. and is having trouble standing. Oh, yeah. Well, now your dad just appeared right behind your enemies. <laughs> have you used raises a morale. bonus action? <laughs> I have not used a bonus action yet. Okay. I would let you use a leveled spell if you wish. Ooh. Just because uh, dire situation here. Uh, and you have <laughs> shocking very, grasp. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm within touching range. That's not what I meant, dude. <laughs> oh, I thought you said a leveled spell. Yeah, is that not a? Oh, that's a cantrip. Yes. Duh. There, Duh. There's a leveled spell that you could use as a bonus action. Like it's a bonus action cat is what I was referring to. What? That's what I'm trying. To, that's what I was trying to look for. It's a level one spell. It's a level one spell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and Bertram just told you why. It's not chromatic. You need him to cast it. Oops. Healing word, Bronson. What if it's not? if it's not in there? That means I fucked up. So you have healing word. Say <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember because I might no, not healing have healing words. Yeah, it's not in there. But okay, yeah, just use healing word. I mean, that's what I would recommend. Healing word. <laughs> that's what he's doing. Yeah. He definitely has that. <laughs> um, how much does that heal? I don't know. It depends on what level. Level one is a D four. Plus spellcasting, and every other level after that is an extra D4. Uh, let's do it as... If he looks a little he looks bit fucked. messed... Yeah, uh, we're going <laughs> to use a fourth level spell slot then to cast him. Okay, yep, so that would be 44 plus 5, I believe, for match. Yeah, maybe. Four. I think it's 5. Uh, like proficiency, you mean? Uh, no, it's it's your spellcasting modifier. Oh, yep. okay. I think I think it's... If your con- charisma is plus five then that's what it is so yes okay yep so yeah you get 44 plus five uh nine plus another five 14 points of health okay 14 points of health nice all right so you give this quiet like reaches his pistol around so so what (laughs) agreer and just aims it at what what do you say what do you say to your son because this is actually using a bardic ability not a sorcerer's ability um to heal your son what are you going to say to him as you bamf in here and heal we can beat this together (laughs) okay uh yeah so manfred just kind of like bamfs in and tells bertram that you can beat this this guy together uh, supporting you, literally coming into melee range, risking his own life as well right now. Um, so next up is Brazov. All right. So how how many are on Brazov right now? Currently, there are three stone structures on <laughs> Brazov and the black draconic creature. That was okay. correct. So- so are they like surrounding him right now? Uh, 
They are. Yeah, we'll say they're surrounding him for the most part. Shit. Yes, shit is okay. right. Yeah. Um. Okay, let mm. me see. Hold up. I hit you twice with them, right? Last round? You got hit twice. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Why? Take away that damage. Take away the damage? Yeah, you got hit for uh, 16 and for uh, 10. So take away 26 points of damage because I forgot that all three of those are poisoned due to Bertram's uh, blast. So all three of those uh, would have dis had disadvantage on that attack. So I just rerolled those and they completely missed you. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna roll the other one because if I get a nat one, no, no, no nat one, we're good. Um, but yeah, so all three of them missed you as they seem kind of like as if their vision is blurred. So. Okay. Uh, that was crazy. Situation is much less dire now. <laughs> yeah, situation is much less dire. So yeah. Okay. Um, it's pretty dire. <laughs> <laughs> How far away is Brazov from uh, from uh, Bertram uh, and Manfred and their their enemy? Okay. So currently, Brazov is still where everyone started, and Bertram moved to the opposite end of the table, and then the opposite of the room as well. So we'll actually say that you got the table and then another 20 feet. So you're, he's roughly 40 feet away from here. Okay. Um, so here's what uh, Brazov is going to do. <laughs> he is going to use his bonus action to take patient defense. Okay. With the dodge action. Mm-hmm. And then he is going to uh, maneuver in such a way that he stays within the, the the range of the. I can't remember the name of the the one dragon person, um, but the 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 actual person and one of the stone things, and out of the range of two of the stone, uh, go on whatever. And uh, and then once he gets there, he is going to use his uh, breath attack again. Okay. So right. th that'll be that'll be two opportunity attacks, I okay. guess. But they'll be a disadvantage. Correct. So you're going to do that with two of the stone creatures, correct? So you're still uh, saying correct. adjacent to the uh, black draconic creature. Right. But okay. I want to I want to be able to hit them all with this uh, of cold breath attack. Yep. Yeah, you'll just be standing like. Um, between, like, you kind of did a, a flip over the draconic creature and one of the stone guys uh, between him and the other two, as you flip over, take swings at you. Um, that's only a 16 for the one. The second one, if I can pick up my dice. Ooh, that's a that's a 21. So the second one will strike you. Wait, with disadvantage? Yes. I rolled a 15 and a 17 to attack. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a 10 for damage. Uh, so yeah, you take 10 points of damage as you take a flip over them, and this blast of cold comes from your mouth once more. Yep, DC 12. Uh, uh, I can't remember. Is it duck save? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> nice. Uh, constitution saving throw. It's a constitution. Okay, so they actually get bonuses yeah. to that. Um, okay, so only one of the stone creatures is going to succeed, and the big guy... Uh, definitely succeeds with a total of 17. Okay. Uh, so they should still take half damage, though. What's the okay. roll there? 
Ooh, a five, five, and a seven. Okay. So that's 17. Okay. Uh, cold damage. Okay. And then the ones that failed, uh, their movement is halved mm-hmm. uh, until my next turn, and then half damage to the uh, bigger one that succeeded. Okay. Uh, so that was 17, you said. So half yes. damage is eight for them. Bring him up to... For the okay. ones that succeeded, yep. Uh, and you did eight, so that one's dead. Sweet. That one's dead, and this one is fine. 15. Okay, cool. Uh, so currently there is only one of these. Actually, he... Oh, you did that. <laughs> Never mind. They're all three dead. <laughs> Sweet! Uh, I'll be nice and say that the one took the most damage is, is definitely the one that succeeded so yeah you're good there um so yeah three of them are dead and there's just this creature in front of you um yeah there's there's literally only one left there's there's one of these creatures left that was on manfred Uh, he's not he's not very happy right now he just feels like very discouraged as a stone construct um if we could look into the mind of the stone construct his his entire existence is just disappointment. So sad rocks. It's it's just sad rocks. Yep. Yep. Sad rocks that were carved into this beautiful creature that can't do its one job. Um so uh from here uh we move on to Bertram. <laughs> it's all bad. You're in a sticky situation here, yeah. Uh yeah. Possibly uh deadly one. Mm-hmm. Uh with his father's words ringing in his ears. He can't run away. So yeah. he's going to try and cast fast friends. Again. Okay. Alright, so Agreer. I would like to point out that Agreer has one indomitable left. So uh he's going to try and make the saving throw that is a DC uh sixteen. And this is a charisma? Uh it no no. It is You're fine. Wisdom. A wisdom save, okay. Um and as he as the uh, kind of verbal components he'll just go Agreer if you're in there please stop being an idiot Mm-mm. okay uh, so Agreer has a plus two to this and mm-hmm. I just rolled a natural six bringing it to an eight that's good however he good. is going to use his last indomitable uh-huh. to try and save that is a 15 with a 13 plus two yep so is that a success or a failure fails that DC fails 16. okay cool so uh, he Three. has failed still. Um, and please tell me what the effects of Fast Friends are. Um, I can set uh, their, their charms. So if they're immune to being charmed, then I'm screwed. No. Nope. Uh, but it, uh, while it's charmed in this way, it undertakes um, to perform any services or actions you ask of in a friendly manner to the best of its ability. Mm-hmm. Um, you can set the creature... Uh, you can set the creature's new task when a previous task is completed, or if you decide to end its current task. There's just more gritty details. Okay. Um, just double checking to make sure everything's going to go fine. Okay. If it causes harm to a country, creature conflicts with the creature's normal activities and desires, they can make another wisdom save uh, to try to okay. end the effect. Um, so, all right, yep, I remember and, this, because this is what you used on... Um, uh, Fenian in last arc, correct? Yes. Okay. So yeah, the audience um, should remember a little bit what that is. And what uh, is what is Bertram going to say to him right after casting the spell? So the orb that he vanished is in a pocket or a uh, container bag. So you noticed 
Roll a perception check. We're going to do a retcon perception check back to when you saw him drop it to a pocket. <laughs> Not good. It's a nine. It's a nine. Okay. So as far as you know, he just dropped it into a pocket. Um, I'm going to say, would you be so kind to place that orb on the ground? Okay. So you say this and you see that he freezes and the sword tip still in both hands drops to the ground. Definitely not in a threatening gesture right now. Um, your spell has taken full effect of him, and it's almost like there's this pause where he thinks. Mm -hmm. um, Bertram, are you doing anything else with your turn right now? Uh, yes, I'm going to back away. Okay, yep, so you're going to uh, back away. Hopefully, because we're friends, he'll not kill me. <laughs> yeah, so as you back away, you notice that there is no opportunity attack taken against you. Um, maybe not friends, but seemingly just kind of like this glazed state not continuing on. Uh, with the uh, onslaught. Uh, and I'm going to back away from Agreer towards the the end of the hallway. Mm -hmm. uh, while doing that, I'm I think we should leave, regardless of what happens with the orb. Living to fight another day is a good strategy. What was that other uh, draconic lady's name that touched him? Koresha. You saw so, what happened to Koresha. We can't let this... So We can't let Agreer touch other people. So you see that, and mm -hmm. Koresha, as you glance over, she is also frozen and stops. And her axe that was raised directly over Brazov's head, just she swings it down to one side and it hit, clinks on the ground, still holding it in her hand. Right. But she similarly to uh, Agreer is just kind of in this paused state along with the single uh, depressed stone golem. Although you might just think that it might be the, the stone stone golem's depression that's stopping it from moving at this point. <laughs> Rock said. He's right. like, well, my bosses are giving up, so I guess I may as well give up. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's, that's the current state of it. So there is some sort of telepathic control going on, you would assume, based on that. Right. Um, but Bertram, as you back away, uh, we'll say you're 30 feet away down the hallway, um, getting closer to this chair that you assume will teleport you out of this uh, chamber. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, it is now Agreer's turn. And you charmed him. However, he is currently under the effects of another charm sure. via this orb. Bummer. So what I'm going to do is I'm, allow you, I'm going to allow you to make a contested roll against this orb mm -hmm. uh, using just your... Uh, using your spellcasting ability. Sure. Okay. Uh, it is going to get a plus seven to its roll. <laughs> uh, you, I'm assuming, will get a plus five to your roll yes. with your charisma. Okay. So we're just going to have a d20 roll off. And this will determine how Agreer acts this turn. Whether he follows your command to drop the orb on the ground or whether he continues to follow the orders of the orb. <laughs> uh oh yes I'm just trying to dis decide mm -hmm. which piece of plastic I put my faith in uh, my character's longevity in uh, correct uh, and actually <laughs> uh, so so I, I do want to point out that uh, if the action I asked the creature would normally go against its normal motives and desires it would get that extra wisdom saving throw. Right. I know there's other stuff going on here. I just want to mention that so it's yeah. all on, so, on the table. Uh, to throw everything on the table from the DM standpoint here. Um, so in this instance, uh, he is currently being magically controlled by this orb. 
mm -hmm. uh, which has caused this combat to ensue. Um, and it would not be unreasonable for you to think that uh, Agreer inside here wants to be free of this orb's sure. control. So he, his yeah, natural thought would probably be, be like, please help me. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, <laughs> and, and so just weird. feeding into that. So if this roll succeeds, there's no wisdom saving throw. He will just drop the orb because he wants to. You're just giving him that ability to fight, fight against this creature. Dope. Uh, or this Do you want to roll first or should I roll first? I say we roll it at the same time, okay? So three, <laughs> two, one, go. Okay. Uh, so the DM rolled a nine plus seven, giving it a 16. Bertram's roll is? Nine. Plus five. Oh. Nope, it's just nine. It oh, was... God, it's only nine. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, it's 11. I, I miss math. Uh, it's 11. It's Six 11. plus five. Okay. So there's this moment uh, after he paused, his hand uh, moves away from his greatsword and moves towards uh, what you now see is not a pocket, but rather a small bag on his hip. Mm -hmm. And he fiddles with the clasp of it and then stops. And his hand charges back towards the sword and he rushes towards you. Yep. Uh, Manfred, however, is going to get an opportunity attack against him. So, awesome. Manfred, how are you going to react as this uh, guy is now charging towards your son? I mean, obviously, I don't think I can use a ranged attack. That's opportunity. Only thing I can do is an unarmed strike. I think. I, I would allow you to shoot him with your with your pistol. Pew, right. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is just fun. Let's why not? Yeah, I'm gonna try to shoot, shoot it shoot him into off. like his lower spine. His okay. Brain. Yeah. <laughs> See, you just try and shoot him right in the back, and actually, he seems completely unaware of you right now as he's battling this um, this orb and Bertram at the same time. So go ahead and roll with advantage. Nice. Paralyze him. I mean... <laughs> that's pretty Ooh. good. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> 25. Nice. Okay, so Manfred definitely uh, hits him in the back. Dope. Four. Do, say D10 plus three, and I'm also going to use Psychic Blades. Nice. Okay. To add an extra 2d6 psychic damage. Nice. Two. <laughs> uh, right, because he can shoot lightning bolts too. <laughs> well, I'm also level six. I know, I know. He's a cheater. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. 17 <laughs> points of damage total. Okay, so 17 points again of damage against the nice. rear. Six of that was psychic, if that matters. It does not at all, but thank you for the clarification. <laughs> um... It's pointless information that I enjoy listening to. Uh, so Agreer still just as this monstrous creature, completely unfazed as you shoot him, and it definitely penetrates the 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 red plate mail. But he continues forward and takes two strikes down at Bertram, Fuck. and mm -hmm. you see pain now as the eyes change back from black to the bluish color that they were before when you met uh, Agreer. And you literally just see pain in the face of this creature as it swings down on you. Um, so the first attack is going to be a 14, and the second is going to be a 19 to hit you. Uh, the first one, I'll parry away with my rapier. And the okay. second one, my rapier's out of line, and I try to block it with the pistol, but it just goes through my block and hits yeah. me. So uh, you go to block with a pistol on the second one, and you misjudge based on the size of your pistol, and it slashes it through happens. your arm instead. <laughs> And uh, you have this burning cut now on your forearm as I'm rolling 2d20s instead of the 46 damage that I need to be rolling. 
Okay. So as many. This... <laughs> as this flame tongue weapon strikes through you, take 16 points of damage, slashing and flame damage together. Okay. I'm really starting to not like you, Akria. Oh, I'm sorry. And we leave you here, as you can still feel the effects of your spell affecting him. And it just feels like right now, and mechanically what's going to happen is every round there will be this battle between you and the orb to see who has control over the situation. And right now, the orb is winning. Yep. But hopefully your resolve can stand. But we won't be able to find out until next episode of Dice Heist as we're going to end it here. Um, as Koresha seems still kind of confused and unable to move forward. And same thing with the stone creature. Um, somehow uh, uh, Bertram's attack on this creature froze them completely until they resolve their mental combat for the mind of a Greer. So thank you guys so much for listening to Dice Heist. I hope you guys have enjoyed what we have here for this episode. And next time, we're going to pick back up with the other guys. Uh, leaving this a little bit behind, hopefully we'll be bouncing back and forth again next episode rather than just a dedicated episode again. But we will see what happens. Oh, man. <laughs> thank you, guys. Oh, man. And yeah, Look I'm out. A really sad number. <laughs> a really sad number. Yep, yep. All right. Talk to you later, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dice Heist. Next episode will be released on Sunday, September 19th. I'd like to thank the people that make this show possible. Starting, of course, with Aaron for playing Bertram, Bronson for playing Adam, and Nick for playing Dirk. In addition, I'd also like to thank Nick for letting us use his song Something For Now for our intro and our outro. I also must thank my wife Erica for her support and her wonderful work on our show notes. Lastly, I'd like to thank BattleBards.com for their help improving our show by giving us access to their expansive library of background music and sound effects and just all-around good sound. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash diceheist, where you can help support the show and gain access to bonus content like our after show and our one-shot miniseries. Next up, we are actually going to be releasing a... Uh, Halloween-themed miniseries ran by our very own Nick. Hopefully that'll be a lot of fun and also be kind of spooky. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Dice underscore Heist or on Facebook at Dice Heist Podcast. Feel free to reach out to us there or send us an email at DiceHeistPodcast at gmail.com. 
Thank you so much for listening, and sorry about the little bit of snafu going on with our episodes getting delayed. So hopefully you guys can understand, and we should be back on schedule next week. Thank you guys so much. How so it won't let me when I casted uh Witch Bolt, I just mm-hmm. meant to do it at um first level, mm-hmm. but it I think it did it as like a third level spell slot. Okay, I, I can't get rid of it. Oh, you can't? No, like when okay, I okay, don't worry about it. it. You it just did. did what, but it wouldn't let me do you're bad at this what? technology. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I swear to god, it literally came up with a whole other page that said, okay. Sorry, you can't do this. Well, we're talking right. about Bronson uh <laughs> doing some bad stuff while gaming. Uh, I just got a lot of nostalgia just looking at Bronson's dice because I've been gaming with Bronson for like oh, yeah. 15 <laughs> years now. And like, I remember some of these dice like from years ago, mm-hmm. like uh, right. there's a 2013 Origins die sitting in there uh, that I remember nice. going to that Origins with him for. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So let's get back to the action. Uh, OK, so a little bit of background on this blooper that's coming up. Uh, we were recording this episode with Nick Remote and the rest of us in the same room, and none of us were paying attention to our headphones as Nick was trying to give us the right answer, which just made this even more hilarious, and I never realized that he was trying to tell us until after all of this went down, which is, it, it's just, it's just great. So hopefully you guys enjoy this. Brazoff. And what? What do we name your dad? Oh, shit. Uh, his yeah. I should just know this. Yeah, it's it's definitely a. He's your dad, dude. <laughs> That's like a butler name. I know that. Uh, well, Bronson's playing him, so he should know. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally yeah. on your. <laughs> you probably need to pull that up though. Well, I was, I was, I thought I only played him for like combat. I don't think I was role playing. Was I? No, but you will be Actually, playing him now because it's going to be combat. Yeah, that's what he's. Yeah, you guys are all gonna roll initiative <laughs> oh, right now. So you read the room at man, all. Man of Fred Dirt Stride. I don't know. Apparently, Bronson when he's not. We're just gonna die. When and, Bronson's not playing Adam, he just he just assumes that he doesn't have to pay any attention. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm paying attention to the story. But, um, uh, okay. Bertram's okay. father's first name is Manfred. Manfred. Yep. Of course, that sounds right. Yep, Manfred it, guys. Yep. It's it's definitely a butlery name.